Hello, dear ones, and welcome to Subtle Medicine Radio, brought to you by InnerSpark. This is the resource for all things holistic healing, natural living, conscious relating, epic life changing, and spirituality, all steeped in earth-based wisdom. We're your hosts, Devin. And I'm Mike. On today's show, episode four, Chakra Overview and The Root, we'll discuss the chakras as a whole, how they correspond to physical areas in our bodies, their implications in our lives, and then I'm going to go deeply into the root chakra, no pun intended. So lots to cover today. Let's dive in. All right. Okay. So I wanted to start this whole series with a nice solid overview of the chakra system, and then we'll go into the root because it all begins there. So, chakras can be thought of as an embodiment of spirit in human form, as spirit learns how to co-create with matter and come into right relationship with living a human life. Throughout our life experiences, events occur that result in woundings. And so then out of protection and self-preservation, we develop armors and coping mechanisms that hinder the flow of energy in the physical and stifle our continued maturation process. We take on personas, habits, beliefs, and all kinds of things like that, and these stem from that original wound. And since the subtle creates the gross, these energetic imprints manifest on the physical level in our 3D experiences. So that's our bodies, lives, and relationships, and then dis-ease results. And for more on that, like, super in-depth, check out the previous episode. That was episode three. So attempting to treat dis-ease with surface fixes is like scooping water out of a boat with a hole in the bottom. I personally feel like it would make a lot more sense to patch the hole rather than continually scoop water, but it seems that we've become so disconnected from our innate healing abilities and from our own energetic flow that we've just turned into perpetual scoopers. So when we turn to a system and an outline like the chakras, it kind of gives us our power back. And I use them as a way to energetically organize and heal our lives. They represent our soul's journey and developmental process as our physical body has a spiritual experience. So we often say that we're spiritual beings having a human experience, which is true, and our physical body is having a spiritual experience as well. So I realize that a lot of this to a lot of people can sound like super woo, so whether or not you believe in the chakras is totally up to you. However, their representations, their correspondences to physical places in our physical body, their needs, their manifestations, and the entire system as a whole is really just quite brilliant and bulletproof. And so when we embark on our own journey of awakening and decide to patch our own hole, so to speak, having guidelines and tools is really helpful. After all, we're learning an entirely new way of being, and actually it's more like we're learning how to simply be for the first time. And the chakras really provide a framework for our organic development, our rebirth, and our natural maturation process as we strip away layers of non-serving bullshit and really come into our own authenticity. And so this really all begins in the root. So chakra one is the root chakra and it is all the way down at the base of the spine in the perineum area. So way, way, way down, kind of by the the rectum, the sex organs, way, way down there. And everything begins here. Every ailment imaginable begins with the root chakra and its corresponding gland, the adrenal gland. So each of the seven chakras corresponds with each of our seven endocrine glands. Trying to build a nourishing life without a healthy root is like building a house on quicksand. 
Our root chakra is our place of stability, safety, and grounding. It's our place of basic primal human needs. So those types of themes govern this energetic area of our body. And when our root is deficient, feelings of greed, gluttony, anxiety, insecurity, mistrust, and hypersensitivity may become apparent. A strong root chakra is key to our health overall on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. So the adrenal glands, as I said, correspond with this area of the body. And arguably, every challenge we experience in our bodies, lives, and relationships have their roots in stress and wonky adrenal glands. Spending lots of time in a state of fight or flight or in that space when our nervous system is just like on overload, we're on sensory overload, um, that's the quickest way to having your health and life suffer, period. And for many of us, on some level, that state of living is all we've ever known. So either it's on a subtle level or a very overt level, depending on our, our background and our own personal experiences. And in many cases, this way of living is ancestral and is the product of events that occurred way before we were ever even born. And then that compounded and was passed on to us. And then we experienced our own events in this incarnation in our own lifetime. So it's just been layered and layered and layered. And adrenal issues, as well as most cases of thyroid conditions and reproductive challenges, begin in the root. And we look at things like your earliest relationship with your body, with food, and with mother and mother figures. These are all really good places to begin to start to peel away and unravel issues with adrenal glands and root chakra issues. Looking at things like your biggest fears and traumatic events throughout your lifetime these are also very good entry points. And when you can begin to address these things head on, you can shift the energetic patterns that are contributing to the dis-ease that you're experiencing. So some things to begin to soothe the root chakra are affirmations, healing practices, and different herbs, flower essences, and foods. And I don't know if you've ever used affirmations. Mike, have you ever used affirmations? Uh, not really. No, not as dedicated practice. I've tried it, but I very, only in very specific situations do I get benefit from that. Yeah. And I used to kind of find them hokey to be just completely transparent. Yeah. And I've had a lot of clients say the same thing that they kind of felt like this is stupid. I mean, you want me to talk to myself in the mirror? You want me to, you know, and when you can kind of get past that, because that's part of the ego's nasty little tricks to get you to stay in the current status quo that you're in, um, they can be quite, quite powerful. So since the root chakra is all about safety, stability, um, nourishment, those basic human primal needs, affirmations like I am safe, it is safe to be here. I have the right to be here. I am safe in my own skin. The earth holds and nourishes me. I love my body and trust its wisdom. So things like that. And what I have found most beneficial when using affirmations is to pick like one to three and really focus on them for like a dedicated practice. I like to use them in moon cycles personally. So on a new moon, I'll kind of evaluate and reevaluate where my life currently is, what I'd like to work on, what I'm calling in in the next cycle. And then from that, I'll create like three to five affirmations and I'll work with those for that whole cycle. And it's become a practice every morning when I wake up, when I open my eyes before I even get out of bed, I am saying them to myself like nice, lovingly with a deep breath and they've been very powerful. So that's just one way to use them. There's really no right or wrong way. I think the really... The key is to use them and, and give, them, give them a chance. Some 
other healing practices that you can use in soothing the root chakra and the adrenal glands are earthing, which is the practice of walking with your lovely bare feet on the bare earth, like humans have been doing for ever, before the invention of shoes, before we got this crazy idea in our head that we're separate from nature, really soaking in that healing vibration of the earth through the soles of your feet is beyond magical. Dancing, exercising, exercise that you love, not exercise that is particularly overtaxing or that is used as punishment. And those of you who are anything like me can relate and perhaps have a history of using exercise as a form of control or punishment. And when we're getting in touch with the root chakra and coming into right relationship with our bodies in a loving, compassionate way, embodiment practices, exercise that we love, really coming into the body as a safe place to be, not as a place of punishment, not as a place of control or bypassing, but as a place of celebration. So find something that you love to do that lights you up when you do it. For me, it's yoga, it's dancing, it's a nice jog, it's bar and Pilates. So things, things like that and do them regularly and use them as a way to, like I said, deepen your relationship and become a witness to your body. Getting a massage or doing your own self-massage or an Ayurveda, it's called Abhyanga, which is just the practice of oiling the body every day. It helps to move lymph. It helps with um, moisture, moisturization. Beautiful practice, really soothes the nervous system hands-on healing, so energetic practices like Reiki, and then also hands-on self-healing. And you'll notice a really big value of mine and a theme in my work is to re-empower you to be your own healer. So while we can certainly go out to other people, and that's so important, you know, for, for all the things, for the Reiki, for the acupuncture, for the this and for the that, we mustn't forget that we have all of those abilities inside of us right now. And so I actually have a great guided video on hands-on self-healing. It's on InnerSparks YouTube channel and it's also on our blog. And I take you through this lovely guided hands-on self-healing practice. And that is another beautiful way to get into the body, to soothe the nervous system. Fabulous practices. Lastly, some herbs, some foods, and some flower essences to consider as you begin to really heal and get into the root chakra and the adrenal glands are for herbs, adaptogens like ashwagandha, shatavari, shankapushpi, ginseng, licorice, nettles. So really deeply mineralizing, beautiful adaptogens. Um, a lot of roots are in there. And that makes sense if you think about it from an energetic standpoint. And the same thing with, with foods, um, root vegetables are, are beautiful. Roots tend to be incredibly full of, of minerals. And so when we have been in this perpetual place of fight or flight and are really like depleted, the body goes through all of its minerals very quickly. So getting those back into our system helps everything run as it should. Other foods like nuts and warming spices like cinnamon and clove and nutmeg and pepper and then flower essences, especially trees. So again, there's that kind of root theme. They're very close to the earth. 
root herbs, root foods, trees. They're very, very in the earth, very grounded, very stable, very safely secured in the earth. And from there, they can rise up and do their their tree thing. <laughs> like they are both earth and spirit at the same time. So red cedar is a particular favorite of mine when it comes to healing the root chakra and imparting feelings of safety and warmth and security. Potato flower essence, marshmallow flower essence, and star of Bethlehem flower essence are really fantastic. Potato is really wonderful for feeling deeply embodied. Marshmallow softens a kind of um, hardened or traumatized type A personality. And star of Bethlehem is fantastic for soothing grief and shock and trauma, whether old or recent. So there are plenty of earth resources to support you as you kind of come into that very earthy chakra and adrenal gland, which is also that earthy signature because it's that, like I said, primal human place of you. It doesn't get any more kind of basic and earthly than that. So there you go. All right. Thank you very much. So something that uh, I, I see when I look at the chakras is a... A system it's so organized and it's so very clear and it deals with things physical and emotional that are both clear and obvious and take a little bit of a leap of faith that a skeptic like myself might not believe in right away like saying that well basically anything that has to do with the spiritual self or the spiritual side of things you can be skeptical and say that you don't know or believe that we are spiritual beings, but it's hard to say that we're not physical and emotional beings. Uh, those things are pretty undeniable, and our emotions are so very closely tied to our spirit. Um, you see, like in the phrase, if someone's in high spirits, you know, what does that say about them emotionally? You get a picture of their emotional state. We tie our spirit and our emotion very closely in our common language. So if I understand the importance of emotion and understand that that may have something to do with spirit, and I know how my body reacts to emotion and vice versa, how my emotions are influenced by my body, like the conditions in my endocrine system, for example. Uh, my The way my hormones are being released throughout my body and the way I experience the world around me are very, very closely interrelated. So having a systematic way to approach that, as in the chakra system, I see that as being very useful. I know that None of this is a hard and fast control system. You know, I can't just put my emotions into a headlock and make them do what I want. <laughs> but it is nice to have a way to interact with them. And being the science and technology nerd that I am, I see it as kind of like the keyboard on a computer. This, that a keyboard is uh, called a human-machine interface. It's where the human and the machine come together. My wiggling fingers on a keyboard send electrical signals into the computer that it converts into information and gives me back a product. The chakras seem to me to be that kind of thing. It's, it's where I can interact with 
my system where I can identify um, variables that can be changed and make those changes and influence it as opposed to just trying to tackle a million symptoms at once. And like you said about the leaking boat, we're so focused on treating symptoms that we can have pills to counteract the side effects of other pills. But when we really get to it and start treating the root issues of and again, no pun intended there, but the root of whatever is our problems. I think the chakras is an excellent way to approach that. Very well said, and I love your your example with the computer and with the chakra system. So nothing is ever linear. Like we don't live in a linear place. Healing isn't linear. Nothing is, is linear. And so while the chakras are kind of presented in a linear ascending fashion, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, up, um, it's not like you graduate to the next thing in, in, in an ideal setting. And when you look at this, you know, this this isn't any different really than social psychologists' developmental theories like Maslow's hierarchy of needs and Piaget and Erickson's developmental, you know, looking at a child as we go from baby to adult and the different things that we go through in the different life stages. In an ideal situation, we would have had our needs met as a baby and chakra one would have come online. And then as a toddler, chakra two would have come online and, and up, up and up. But because of just the nature of being a human and the nature of trauma, it's like we kind of, okay, got by, got some needs met, kind of went on to the next phase of our life. But so many of us, I mean, like all of us, where no one is perfect, are kind of stuck back with things in the past and different woundings of the past. So there's little bits of us that need some some love down in that root or that sacral or that solar plexus area, those needs that weren't met. So the full maturation of that stage and phase of our life didn't happen. And so we're like kind of scattered and not fully integrated and fully embodied. And then so many people also, especially in the like new age spiritual community, are just like in this bypass mode where let's just open the crown, right? Right. Let's just let's get all just transcend and bypass this whole human experience and open the crown. And there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, okay, that that's fantastic. We are spiritual beings too, but we are still in this human body, and we can't neglect the physical, and we can't neglect the fact that certain needs weren't met at a certain period of time, and it's because of that that we now today in our 3D human experience are experiencing certain issues, whether they're in our health or in our relationships or just in our, our lives in general. And so when it comes to our physical health, as I've said, basically every single ailment has its roots in the root chakra, in the adrenal glands. So your body is set up in such a way that your adrenal glands and your pituitary or hypothalamus all the way up in your brain have to communicate with each other. There's the, the HPA axis, the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis. They communicate with each other. They go on this, this beautiful dance of cascading hormones and, and so intricate and so beautiful. And it's responsible for everything, for, for thyroid function, which is also an endocrine gland, for reproductive function. And in women, that's even more intricate because of our cycles and because our hormones are fluctuating basically on a day-to-day -day basis, um, they all communicate in such a way. So when you're kind of in this lower stagnant root chakra stuckness and 
so focused on on surface issues and so focused on survival. Maybe there's a lot of like um, like food issues. So people with with certain eating disorders or uh, just anything that has to do with survival, human basic needs. You are basically telling your body that it is not safe. It is in a place where it is not safe to do its basic human body function, aka have normal hormonal flow. And so things begin to shut down. Processes are diverted because if it's not safe to basically just survive and be, then that means we're going to have to fight. That's the other side of like fight or flight, right? So it's right. I'm going to have to fight or I'm going to have to flee. And that takes a lot of energy. And so that energy that would have otherwise been used for proper hormonal flow is now being primed and ready to go towards fighting or fleeing. And so if somebody has thyroid issues, especially hypothyroidism, I'm going to almost guarantee that your adrenals are wonky as well. And diurnal cortisol saliva test is one of the best ways to test that. Um, blood cortisol tests, even if they're done, you know, at different times a day, they tend to not be as sensitive as, as the saliva test. So that's just something to consider if you're experiencing that. Reproductive challenges, especially in women, uh, hormonal imbalances, things like PCOS, things like amenorrhea, your adrenal glands are also wonky. There is some piece in you on the subtle level, emotional, mental, or spiritual, that is battling some type of story around safety, around being, around allowing. Um, and when those things can begin to be looked at head on, you can shift the energetic pattern and the physical body will begin to catch up. And when you use the holistic approach of soothing the physical, so using some of those practices I mentioned, like with the herbs and the foods and the flower essences and the different lifestyle practices and the affirmations, that helps the physical body. But so many of us are only doing those things and then wondering why we're not experiencing profound healing or sustainable shifts. And it's because this energetic component and again, if energetic isn't resonating with you, the emotional, mental, and spiritual components of healing are missing. And those are the most powerful. Your true power is in your subtlety. That's where the power is. The power is not in this, this physical kind of forcing, you know, let me throw all these pills at my body to force its physiology into acting the way I want it to. That's not where the power is. The power is in the subtlety. The power is in shifting the imprint and the subtle nature of you to then recreate the growth. And when we can kind of begin to really love on our root chakra, that's where everything else starts to unfold in the manner that we intend. Everything. Because as a human in your physical body, safety, stability, grounding, human needs, those are paramount and will trump everything, every, every time. Even if you are the most spiritual and enlightened and like you know, crown chakras just blown open and everything is this wonderful, you know, beautiful thing. Yes, and you're still a human. So when you can integrate that piece of you and the other piece of you, I mean, that's it. That's true enlightenment, in my opinion. All right. Thank you. That was uh, really awesome. I think there are some claims that you've made about how so many diseases are caused by adrenal issues and how it all goes back to that and making it clear how when we're in that fight or flight, the body does not see that it is okay or safe to have normal function, so it starts shutting down. That's something that really helps me to understand this better, so I appreciate that clarity. Yeah, my pleasure. And it's not just 
the adrenal glands. So it's also, it's like our nervous system in, in general. So I, I, I would love for people to think about, if anything, you walk away from this show today, think about how can I most love on and soothe my nervous system today? Like, that is your job. <laughs> Everything else is secondary. That is your job always, especially as a human on planet Earth in 2018. Our senses are just constantly assaulted. <laughs> I mean, 24-7. It's right. just lights and sounds and information and threats and this and that and bad news and fear and fear and fear. And how can I best soothe my nervous system and come to a place of embodied, embodied, embodied very passionate about that embodied piece because yes we can go meditate and we can you know like I said get up in the higher places and I'm very good at that which is probably why I am so focused on like get embodied so how can I soothe on my nervous system and bring my system down into a nice embodied peaceful grounded place and that's where for me personally nature is the thing because I am nature nature is me there is no separation and so the best way hands down if you went to, if you have a known adrenal issue or a known hormonal issue, thyroid, reproductive, whatever, even digestive issues. I mean, my gosh, digestive issues and stress are BFFs. I don't care which end of the spectrum you're on. If you are a more diarrhea or constipation prone person, it's so in stress. Our digestive function just shuts down. I mean, stomach acid secretions change, enzyme secretions change. It's, it's all just all very closely closely related. So coming into a place of peace and embodied chillness, which is like stillness. Right. Chillness. Chillness. All right. That is key. That is paramount. And I can keep going on this for like hours. Yeah, and you're I, very passionate about it. It's awesome. I, I, it's a lot of good energy. I am very passionate, especially, yeah, with my own experiences, which I could make a whole show just on that with my own physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health challenges and how really loving on my own nervous system and reconnecting with nature. And I don't even like to say reconnecting. It's like remembering my own nature right. as in to like put the pieces back together. Remember mm. um, was truly paramount and, and continues to be. So if you have a known issue or just aren't feeling very integrated, get out into nature like every single day. And if you live in a concrete jungle, man, get a plant. There's got to be a tree around you. There's some grass. There's some weeds growing up through the sidewalk. I, I saw something the other day about people who have pet grass, just like a little shoebox sized square of grass that they keep in their windowsill. I thought that was pretty cool. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. All right. So see, there really is no excuse. And your brain is really good at making them. Mm. Your ego is very good at making them. The ego is not a bad thing. And sometimes it can get a little unruly and it likes to keep you in this broken status quo where your root chakra is unhappy. So bust through that shit. Get yourself a piece of grass. <laughs> well, what was it? Pet grass? Pet grass. Pet, yeah. Get yourself a piece of pet grass. Implement some of the practices we talked about. Head over to the blog because there are tons of resources over there. And yeah, you heard it here first. I believe we're going to have a nice little root chakra healing course coming up pretty soon really really that's that's exciting it's in the works the root chakra healing course yeah i don't know if that's going to be the title but it's going to be very much based on what we talked about today and going into that more more in depth because i am very passionate about this and it yeah. needs it needs to be needs to be out there people need to be informed and empowered and practicing that radical self-responsibility for their own their own lives 
Well, I definitely look forward to uh, learning more about this course coming up. All right. Well, that's it. We, we got to close. Yeah. We're done. Totally out of time. Totally out of time. All right. So if you loved the show today and want to learn more, subscribe. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Share the wisdom with a friend and visit www.innerspark.life to learn more. We would love to hear from you. Seriously. Give us your thoughts. Give us your questions and deepen the conversation with us on social media at Innerspark Life on Instagram and Facebook. And catch us next time for part two of our chakra series where we'll go over the sacral and solar plexus chakras. So chakra two and three. So much love to you until then.